Welcome to Bobby Osinski's Inner Circle. I'm Bobby Osinski, and this is a show all about music, music production, and the music business. This week's podcast features a look back at 2017 and a look ahead to what might be in store for us in 2018. But first, a look back. Streaming was up worldwide and big time. All the major labels suddenly are making most of their money from streaming. As a matter of fact, it was reported that labels were making $9,000 per minute from streaming alone. It's their main money maker. They're really doing well, and everybody expects it to go up even more. As a matter of fact, Goldman Sachs has predicted $28 billion in the streaming market alone by the year 2030, which is pretty amazing. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but it's really nice that you have a company like Goldman, who, by the way, is an investor in Spotify, so they want to be rather on the optimistic side because of the stock market. But that being said, it's nice that someone like that is optimistic, as optimistic as they are about the streaming music business. It means that the pie is getting bigger, and hopefully some of the money is going to finally trickle down to artists and songwriters and publishers and labels and make it a really profitable industry to be in once again. In the meantime, CDs are still not dead. Believe it or not, it's a little less than a billion dollar business, but people still buy them. Vinyl looks like it's peaked. It's not really growing as much as it did. Growing a little bit, not that much, but there still is a backlog. So in other words, if you were to place an order for a vinyl record at a pressing plant, you're still looking at a four to six week wait which is actually down from what it was. It was three months. It was six months at one point in time. But there are actually new pressing plants that are coming online. A couple have come online just in 2017, and that's actually relieved the backlog a little bit. Now, through all of this, cassettes are actually making a comeback. And as a matter of fact, the biggest duplicator of cassette tapes, and that's United Duplicators, had their best year ever last year. So cassettes are still selling. People are still buying them because they're relatively cheap and they're fast to make. Streaming playlists are becoming more and more influential. And basically, if you want to hit, you have to get on one of the major playlists on Spotify. As a result, there's a whole new way of promotion that sprung up with this, and many people call it Playola, rather than the old Payola where you paid to get airplay on the radio. Now you pay to be included on a playlist. Streaming playlists are becoming so influential that even radio is basing what they're playing on what's on the top playlist. So that's fairly new for 2017 as well. Speaking of Spotify, there was a really big sort of scandal that happened last year, and they were exposed for fake music and fake artists. And what that means is Spotify was smart enough to find that there were actually some markets especially like in chill and a couple of ambient markets like that, where they felt where there wasn't enough artists. So they paid artists to actually make music for them. It was a buyout. And then they put it on their playlists and they made money from (laughs) their own music. And it was under fake artist's name. A lot of people complained about it, but there's nothing illegal about it. That being said, in 2017, there was a lot of reports about fake 
streams on Spotify as well. And this is because of bots and it was because of people figuring out ways to actually game the system to make a little bit of money off of Spotify. So look for that to actually be stopped in 2018, although people always tend to find ways to game the system, so they probably will in the future as well. Spotify didn't go public this year. Everyone thought it would. It has a market value of $19 billion, that's with a B, if you can believe that. It's still losing money, and when you speak to executives around the music industry, They're pretty amazed about the fact that Spotify rents some of the most expensive office space on earth and some of the most expensive cities on earth, like New York and London. And they say, well, that's a pretty good reason why you're losing money when you're actually paying so much out in overhead. That being said, the market doesn't much care. They're really waiting with bated breath for Spotify to go public, and we'll see if it happens in 2018. Hip-hop and rap and R&B became the biggest genre in music consumption in the last year. And by a lot, too. 26% to pop, which was about 13%. And rock was way down at 6%. So right now, hip-hop, rap, and R&B, and they basically clump all those together in one genre. That's the king of the hill in terms of what people are listening to, what people are consuming. Now, that being said, for maybe the last 10 years, female vocalists kind of reigned over the charts. And you had Katy Perry and Lady Gaga, Taylor Swift and Miley Cyrus. However, this last year, everyone except Taylor had a bomb with their records. And I shouldn't say a bomb, but they didn't sell like they have in the past. Taylor Swift's reputation actually had the biggest sales mark of the year at 1.28 million. It only just came out in the last quarter of the year. But that being said, the day of the female artist may have passed, at least for the time being. We know that this always cycles around, but as of now, the cycle is in the low point. Virtual reality wasn't a hit in 2017. A lot of people, including myself, predicted that it would be or at least it would make some strides into the marketplace and the marketplace could care less. And it's mostly because of the headgear that you have to wear. No one likes doing that and no one likes, especially if it's attached to a computer. So until that's worked out, and although there's a number of things that are kind of on the way, until that's worked out, I don't expect virtual reality to be the hit that everyone predicted. That being said, augmented reality is starting to take off. The big thing in 2017 was Pokemon Go, and that was some augmented reality. Augmented reality meaning that there's virtual reality that's kind of mixed with the real world. And we had that happen with the very popular game, at least for a second, Pokemon Go. We're going to see more and more of that in 2018. In 2017, there was a trend to try to stop the bots buying concert tickets. So in other words, if you ever waited in line or if you waited online to try to get a a good seat at a concert and the minute they went on sale, you found out all of the tickets were already sold, well, that's because the bots of the secondary ticket buyers had already bought them because of high-speed trading. Well, there's a new trend in 2017 that just started called slow ticketing that's trying to bypass that and what it's doing, it's slowing down ticketing to human response level. 
And Taylor Swift famously used that on her concert tour, and it's been a big hit. What it allows promoters to do as well is also price to the market. So in other words, it'll be variable prices as the market will bear. More and more cities are concerned about their nightlife. So in other words, venues are taking a dive the world over in major cities because of gentrification, because of increased taxes, because of insurance, raised insurance costs. There's numerous reasons why famous venues the world over are closing. And as a result, most major cities, and especially in 2017, we've seen this happen, now have initiatives to actually stop this from happening. In many cases, the mayor of a particular city has a deputy that's now in charge of nightlife. And this really came on strong in 2017. Hopefully this will make a difference and hopefully it will keep on going as we go forward. Sony bought TuneCore, the digital distributor. Actually, they bought the French parent of TuneCore called Believe Digital. So now if you're signed to TuneCore, in a way, you're actually signed to Sony as well. And the last big holdout, Bob Seger, finally went online. He's the last one of the big five. The Beatles, Neil Young, Garth Brooks, Pink Floyd, they've been online for a few years now. Bob Seger was the last holdout, and now he's online. So no more legendary classic rock holdouts. Everybody understands there's money to be made online, and everybody's there. Now over to audio. Harmon closed AKG Vienna earlier in the year. So in other words, AKG, who's been around for, I don't know, 100 years or so, the Vienna office where it was all started, where everything happened at, Harman decided to close that. As a result, Austrian audio came from the ashes. And that's basically the whole team of AKG has now started this new company called Austrian Audio. Gibson had a big year, not necessarily in a good way though. First of all, they killed Cakewalk. There's a lot of very disgruntled users around. Gibson also sold its Memphis factory and two warehouses in Nashville. The company has been undergoing some financial difficulties, and this was a way to help get out from under them, although they're not out from under them, but it was a way to uh, get things started in the right direction. Guitar amp emulators really came into their own, and really this has been coming on But now it's gotten to the point where you have bands like Metallica that are going on stage using an emulator rather than their good old-fashioned marshals or boogies or whatever they're using. So now we're finding that it's more economical and it's more consistent to go out with a guitar amp emulator than it is with the real guitar amp. One of the things that we've seen as a result of this has been amplifier sales that have really gone down. But the other thing that's happened as well is that we've seen guitar sales really die, and that's happened, well, over the last 10 years, but we've seen it in the last year, especially where I think finally everyone has said, wow, guitar sales are really down. What's worse is there was a study done that found that most of the guitars that are bought these days are bought by women, and those guitars that they're buying are acoustic, not electric. In fact, Only one out of 10 players that buy an instrument even want to start a band. So this was found in the last year in 2017. Not good. Avatar Studios, the old power station, was purchased by Berklee College of Music. And you can look at this two ways. 
First of all, it's a good thing because Avatar Studios is still staying around. It's not going away, and it was a chance of it turning into condos. But now it looks like Avatar will be open for recording. It's not only just for Berkeley, it's going to be also run as a studio, and everything will be business as usual when it reopens again after a remodeling. This was the year for intelligent plugins, and now we've gone a little bit beyond the edge of just emulating old-fashioned analog gear. Now, in fact, we're having intelligent plugins with artificial intelligence built in that can kind of figure out what we need to do before we know we need to do it. And we've seen plugins by Isotope and Eventide and Brainworks and FabFilter all incorporate AI, and that's been a leap in the right direction, I think. In this last year, acoustic material can now be easily found in your local Home Depot or Lowe's. Roxel Safe and Sound can now be found there, and UltraTouch Cotton, which is basically recycled blue jeans, can now be found in both of those stores. So now if you want to improve your acoustics and you want to build your own sound panels, your own acoustic panels, now you don't have to jump through hoops in order to get the material to do it. We talked about guitars before. Rosewood fingerboards on guitars are threatening to go away because of import restrictions and because rosewood is becoming an endangered species. And this has really come to the fore in the last year. It'd be a shame if that happened. If we look at music, song structure really changed, or at least we began to notice it more in the last year. There are very few intros to songs, and now we find the vocal entering as soon as possible. And the reason why is it's been found that you only get four seconds on streaming before people get bored and will switch to something else. So now we're getting to the point really fast. And that's changing music as a result. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to questions at bobbyownercircle.com. Please check out my award-winning music industry blog at music3.0.com and my award-winning music production blog at bobbyosinskiblog.com as well as my online courses at bobbyosinskicourses.com and lynda.com. As you can hear, I have a bad cold, and boy, it's not letting up. So forgive me for that. I've been battling this for about a week. Okay, let's look ahead to 2018 a little bit. Spotify may go public this year. I think it'll probably happen. What will it mean? Will prices go up on the streaming networks? In other words, $9.99 a month has kind of been a standard. Will prices go up or will prices go down? Personally, I think Amazon Music is going to come on really strong now. And also, you're going to see Google Play And actually, it's probably going to be called something different in 2018 because YouTube and Google Play and everything under the Google umbrella is finally going to be melded into one new service. So that's coming on in 2018. We'll see how that fares against Spotify and Apple Music. Will the smart speaker remain hot? Right now, it seems to be the big thing where everybody wants a smart speaker they can talk to. That being said, it might just be a fad that next year at this time, people will scratch their head and go, well, okay, it's sort of convenient, but maybe not so much. What I'd really like to see is a comeback in high fidelity equipment, but that's probably asking too much. Virtual reality and augmented reality and mixed reality, I think we're going to see more AR than VR in the coming year. And most big companies are spending money mostly on augmented reality or mixed reality, as they would call it, 
because they seem to think that in the long run, that's going to be more effective and it's going to give us more and better products. So look for that to happen in 2018. But the other thing that you can look for is more artificial intelligence in just about everything. And we're beginning to see it creep into all of our software, especially plugins. So look for that to become more of a reality itself in the next year. What's going to happen to Tidal this coming year and Guitar Center and Gibson and iHeartRadio and Pandora and SoundCloud? All of these companies are in trouble. Tidal supposedly only has enough operating capital to get it through the middle of the year before it will run out of money. Guitar Center has two really big loan payments that are coming due, supposedly like in March. And it's over a billion dollars, I believe. They've been pushing this off for a couple years. I don't believe they can push it off any longer. So it should be interesting to see what happens at that point. Already their credit rating is pretty much shot. So it's very difficult for them to borrow more money and or get any kind of new credit terms. So that may change things in 2018. Same with Gibson. Gibson expanded by borrowing money. It bought a lot of companies and it did it not through sales, but through borrowing money. And now that's coming home to roost. It turns out that Gibson also has a big half a billion dollar loan payment coming up soon. So we'll see how that shakes out as well. We might see a complete restructuring of Gibson in 2018. The radio scene in the United States is going to change a lot in 2018. iHeartRadio, for instance, the number one station group in the country, has some bad financial problems, and it doesn't look like they're going to get out of it. But it's also interesting that the second biggest group as well, Cumulus, also just filed for bankruptcy. So now we have the two biggest radio station groups in the United States that are struggling. So radio may be made over, which, boy, couldn't happen too soon, if you ask me. Pandora, not doing well, and they've gone through big restructuring in the last year, as has SoundCloud. So it will be interesting to see how both of those companies shake out to see if there's actually going to be a market for both of them. And now that we're having a shakeout in the music distribution in the online streaming market, I think we'll see that all this consolidation is really going to come to pass in 2018. And you'll see the whole nature of streaming music is going to be way different. The main studio rule... If you haven't heard about it, that changed in 2017. It's going to have a big effect also on radio in 2018. And what that really says is a radio station must have a studio and administrative offices where it has its transmitter or in the neighborhood of its transmitter. Now that rule has gone, which means that now we can have a station group that's in Washington, D.C., for instance, that has just transmitters across the country where everything is done from just that one place in Washington, D.C., or wherever the main station group resides. That may not change things too much, but it certainly does put an arrow in the heart of local radio, and that's something that we don't like because local radio does serve a purpose, and it seems to be dying, unfortunately. Of course, something really big that just happened is net neutrality was overruled, and... That may change things in the streaming world very much in 2018. 
we may end up paying more for streaming because we'll be paying one fee to the streaming network like Spotify and another one to our carrier like Charter or AT&T. And in fact, they may have preferred deals with a streaming network, which may make it really financially prohibitive to listen to the one that we want. So all this is possible. None of it, of course, is written in stone, but all this is possible. So we'll see how it shakes out in 2018. Will we have a new digital audio workstation competitor to Pro Tools? Keeps on being predicted that that will happen. So far, no. But on the other hand, little by little, people are changing from Pro Tools to various other workstations. Little by little, it's happening. But the one thing we don't see is a major migration, and we certainly don't see it happening in post-production yet. And really, that will take a long time, I think, because of the major amount of infrastructure that's built around Pro Tools. That being said, we're already seeing it in small little pockets that are refusing to bow to Pro Tools as the major digital audio workstation of choice. So we'll see how that goes. Look for the NAM show coming up in January to be an indicator of if there's any movement there or not. And speaking of digital audio workstations, the plugin revolution or evolution, whichever way you want to look at it, is taking place. We're right in the middle of it. We're going into the second generation of plugins that are smarter, that do more for us. And we're going away from emulations of old pieces of hardware. Basically, we've run out of hardware to emulate, and most of the good ones have been emulated already. Everything that's out there that's left, I don't know if it's worth it or not. And that being said, it's nice to have a new outlook on how these things work and a new outlook on what we should be doing with plugins and what they should be doing for us. There's also a MIDI revolution going on, and that's with polyphonic expression. We're seeing new instruments that allow us to express ourselves much better. The instrument is one, sound pine is another, seaboard rise is yet another one. We're seeing more and more keyboard players use those because it just gives them an extra level of expression that they can't get with traditional keyboards. And finally, guitar sales. It should be interesting to see what happens there. There's a concerted effort by all the guitar companies to bring back sales. That being said, until we get some new guitar heroes, it doesn't look like that's going to happen the way it's happened in the past. So, will we have a new guitar hero in 2018? I'd like to see one. I'd like to see several. I'd like to see a new band that's really a band that will get people interested in being in a band again. Will it happen in 2018? So far, the trends say no, but you never know because there may be something going on in the underground. And if you know of something that's happening, let me know. So that's what I'm looking for in 2018. I want to thank you for another year of your support for my podcast. I make no money from this and I don't accept sponsors. So the only reason why this podcast exists in the first place is because of listeners like you that want to hear more about what's going on inside the music business. As long as you find this info useful, I will keep doing it. So your feedback is really important to me. You can send your comments to questions at bobbyointercircle.com. I'm really happy to see it. And I'm really happy to answer any questions or to take your suggestions about the podcast or blogs or anything else. 
To listen to other episodes of Bobby Osinski's Inner Circle, go to bobbyosinski.com and select the podcast tab, or go to bobbyoinnercircle.com or find it on iTunes, Stitcher, Mixcloud, and Google Play. At bobbyosinski.com and bobbyoinnercircle.com, you'll also find a sign-up form for my newsletter and for alerts for new podcasts. This is Bobby Osinski. I will see you next time, and have a great holiday. Bye.